Welcome to Body Mind Calm Walk the Talk. This is nomadic learning at its best, one rambling step at a time. Do you think you're lazy? Today I'm talking about laziness, procrastination, motivation, or the lack thereof, and how to be pulled by your goals instead of struggling to push towards them. Enjoy. Do you feel like you're lazy? Do you feel like you need huge amounts of discipline to get through your day and do the things that you actually do want to do? Like if there's certain goals that you want to reach um, and the little steps towards that goal, those goals, does it feel like you never um, seem to have the motivation to actually get around to doing them? Many of the people that I work with have this exact issue that they always feel like they're lazy, they don't have the motivation to do the things, the right things, so to say, um, or that it takes a lot of effort and discipline to, to get there. And it always seems like they feel like they lack something or that um, there's something inherently wrong with them um, which makes them so lazy in the first place. I find the concept of laziness a very weird one to begin with because we are animals. As animals, we have, as any animal, um, a biological impetus to conserve energy. The fact that we now, most of us, live in a world of abundant energy and abundant food um, doesn't really change anything in this basic, basic uh, animalistic setup. So that's why it's very easy to overeat nowadays, especially on foods that are um, empty macronutrients, like lots of empty carbs and empty fats um, without a lot of micronutrient compound because um, your genes, and it depends actually on um, not only in genetic makeup but also on um, how well fed your mom and even your uh, grand grandmother were during, um, during the pregnancy. Um, very interesting topic to look into. Um, from a from a Sapolsky uh, lecture on YouTube. Really recommend, I can recommend to watch that. Um, so in any case, but we all, even if we are not like, uh, uh, not genetically predisposed to um, use every single calorie to, to the best of our ability, like um, some people are, we're still, we're still built to make good use of this and if there is plentiful food to eat for the bad times, um, which is even made worse if the food leaves us full in macronutrient, macronutrient content but uh, depleted in micronutrients. So, I, I, to me, the whole laziness issue is exactly the same. There is 
the biological need to conserve energy, there's the biological need to rest and not get active. And um, I've talked about this in the very first episode of Walk the Talk, actually, in a purely movement uh, setting. We didn't need um, a separate motivator to get going and move because everything we had to do to live, every of our basic human needs like shelter, clothing, um, f food and um, like water and all these things, all of them we could only procure either if uh, our tribe, a tribe held, helped us along, but um, most of the time while we were actually moving always movement in there always 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 so there's no need for um, a separate motivator for movement but of course under a um, in the in the situation that your days are filled to the brim with movement anyways because that's how you survive um, why would you not rest as soon as you get um, get the opportunity to I think it was Katie Bowman who said this, um, and this really blew my mind when I first heard it, is that we have the whole motivation thing, specifically, like she was talking about movement, and of like losing weight or getting fit, stuff like that. We have it all backwards. We used to need to move. It was inbuilt in our procurement of food. Nowadays, food for many, many people um, is abundant and you don't need to move at all anymore for it. You can basically only use your your thumbs or your fingers to order the stuff right to your, what whatever you need right to your doorstep. You don't even have to cook anymore if you don't want to. Um, so now it is very easy to gain loads and loads of uh, body weight or just generally feel unfit um, and unhealthy just physically of of your of your strength of your power of your endurance um, and then after we overate after we felt unfit and kind of slob like a, like a slob for uh, like a long time already then all of a sudden we think we need to to get moving so then we try to we try to motivate ourselves basically with shaming ourselves uh, into into activation into into getting moving um, and stuff like that so no wonder that does, that it doesn't work we are built the other way around we are built so that um, it's just a natural result of living that we move. And that is exactly the difference between movement in general and exercise, because the, it's the, the, the actual movement that you do for each can theoretically be the same. Um, and they have a big overlap in the actual movement of your body but the motivation is a different one. When you move, you're just doing 
whatever you are doing for a goal that is not the movement in itself. It might be that you're walking to get your groceries, to go grocery shopping, um, then it would be movement. If you're walking to go walking because you want to be fit, um, then it is exercise. And I find that also a very interesting distinguish, distinguishing factor. Oh, I'm wondering where I'm walking. Because it can have a big influence on if you feel like you have to push yourself to do exercise um, or if you feel pulled by whatever you want to be doing um, to actually move anyways. So I really don't like the word laziness um, with the meaning of insolence, of loss of character, um, of basically shame. Like laziness, the word is usually connected to this being a bad and shameful thing. But what if we're not talking about a physical or movement goal that you want to accomplish, but a personal goal and you feel like you really want to reach a certain a certain thing, a certain situation, just your goal, your dream, but you never get around to doing it, you always procrastinate, you just never do it, you never take the, the actual steps or the actual steps that you're taking are few and far between. Um, in, that, in that matter, the personal self-talk, the negative self-talk and the shameful uh, ruminating thoughts in your head can get at least as bad as with um, physical goals that you might have or movement goals. And I mean, as a side note, um, one could argue that most of our physical goals that we might formulate nowadays are actually personal goals of um, trying to be accepted um, and not taunted or ostracized or something by, um, yeah, by our different shapes. But apart from that, so for me personally, it never worked to just will myself through there. Just um, building more and more discipline into my day usually led to either some burning out um, or to just hating the thing that I wanted to accomplish in the first place. And just feeling like, why am I doing this in the first place? And doubting uh, those goals, those plans. I don't think that discipline should be used um, to overpower a, a basic lack of motivation or a basic inactivity. I believe that at the basis of these so-called motivational laziness issues, there lies actually an issue with increased resistance, which may be the result of all kinds of different things. For me, whenever some kind of issue arises and you struggle with something, there is lack of communication there. And if it's in your own, within your, within your own system, specifically or especially, there usually is a lack of listening. 
or a lack of understanding if you are actually listening. Self-actualization is a basic human need just like water, food and sleep are. It might be not as close to the foundation of your pyramid of basic needs um, but it's still there to feel fulfilled um, and happy with your life. Check out the, the pyramid of the basic human needs. At the bottom you have physiological needs like food and shelter and water and warmth and sleep and then it gets um, stepwise a little bit more intricate, intricate um, over health and safety towards social connection and love and belonging um, and then s uh, things like esteem where you feel accepted as an individual all the way up to self-actualization where you can reach the goals that you set for yourself and make a difference in the world. So this is a basic need. Why then do we not um, do we not work towards it? So like how this is all set up is if you are lacking, if you are feeling a, a huge scarcity in some of the more basic human needs, like towards the bottom of the pyramid, then it is very hard to actualize any of the of the loftier needs. Um, and this is then felt, I believe, as resistance and as procrastination, as lack of motivation, um, and as if you need to work double as hard or like manifold as hard to get to the same uh, result as other people might. Um, it basically is as if you were dragging around like a ball and chain all the time um, trying to accomplish what you want to accomplish and then of course like why would like that's just a hassle why would you you know so if you never feel safe if your body struggles because there is some kind of um, nutrient deficiency um, or any of the of the different of the different needs might be scarce or not met at all then you can't really actualize your goals simple as that and if you then on top of that act in a way of shaming yourself of negative self-talk then you are ridding yourself of the safety within yourself of connection within yourself, of feeling accepted in, within yourself. So thereby um, ridding yourself of even more of the basic needs that you need to actually um, reach your goals and actualize yourself. So in that matter, feeling like you're lazy and feeling like you're broken and feeling like you are always lacking the motivation um, and shaming yourself for that isn't helpful to your goals at all.
just realize that there is something within your system that tells you something with this inactivity because laziness if you rid it of the shameful connotations it's just inactivity right so why would you be inactive well maybe because your body needs rest maybe because you don't have enough uh, of a certain nutrient or not enough energy or didn't have enough sleep or safety or whatever there might be so many different reasons to that and this is why i say it is a communication er issue because your body communicates to you through inactivity through not feeling like it wants to do something or your brain your whole system um, if they put on the brakes then they do that for a reason they are very wise there's so many there's so much wisdom in each action and reaction that your system does that you like you it's it's hard to comprehend sometimes but you can make uh, like you can decodify the information in there the wisdom the knowledge and this is what you need to do in order for everything to feel easy if you're in flow if you feel ease and at ease um, then you will be pulled by your by your goals and don't have to push towards them then you will be able to just bloom into into doing them um, feeling grateful for every actions that you uh, for every action that you for every step that you can take towards them your body speaks to you your whole system speaks to you in code and this code sadly can be interpreted wrongly so it's basically as if someone would uh, send you a text message that actually said something in English that you can understand but that's not the intended meaning there is some kind of deeper meaning behind it codified that you don't understand and the apparent um, text message might say you're a lazy idiot why the hell did you not do this again or whatever um, negative self-talk and self-abuse your mind might come up with depending on how you grew up and what you learned uh, up until now but behind there is the wisdom of we can't do this currently and there is a reason behind that please fix the underlying reason so that we can actually do this together and for that you need to listen empathically and gratefully these are the, the most important um, is the most important thing that you can do for for any issue actually um, but also for issues in your in your own system listen with gratitude and empathy <laughs> and if you do that and believe and trust in your system and in the wisdom of your system and also in the wisdom um, and the goodness of the universe then you will find out what's the issue you will remove the resistance 
and then everything is easy. And that's a beautiful place to be. Then you can fulfill your whole potential uh, and feel accepted and valued by your tribe for your contributions to it. Um, which is, I believe, the highest thing that uh, a human can accomplish. Look at this amazing blessing. I love wild apples. I've been looking for a wild apple tree. And now I'm just walking here and there's one all the way up there where the apples fell down from and then rolled down this little, this little knoll lie right into my lap. So why is it so important to listen with gratitude and empathy? I believe that almost any limitations that you might face, be it health issues or be it motivation issues or whatever else, almost all of them stem from an imbalance in your uh, psychophysical system. Yet the system, the same system is incredibly powerful and incredibly, incredibly wise. So to decode what it is telling you and it is it is basically telling you the truth it's telling you what you need to know to get better but you can only decode that if you listen well in the first place if you're if the apparent message that I've been talking about is so painful and you are shying away from listening to it um, then you will never be able to decode and find the underlying truth in there. I do know that the commonly held belief um, about most illnesses that we have usually puts them in one or the other realm between a physical issue or a mental issue. But I think that almost always they actually have a huge overlap. Um, there might be like stray situations where it's really just, for instance, a physical issue. If someone with malicious intent poisons you and you die, then there is not that much of a, a psychological issue in there. I'm aware of that. But with many, many of the other issues where we always think this is only a physical thing or whatever, it's actually not. And also the other way around. This is only a mental thing. Maybe not. Um, two examples to that. Um, what decides if I get or do not get the flu? We would say that a flu is mainly a physical issue. But if two people get the same um, the same virus load of the influ influenza virus, they may, may still have hugely different um, numbers and severity of symptoms. And it's even possible that one person of the two doesn't get sick at all. Um, so what, what, what decides of if you get sick or not is the shape of your whole system. And in that, the psychological sides play a huge role also. I, for instance, find that um, in the past when I was still 
dealing with many, many things that I actually didn't want to do. Um, like feeling stuck in a nine to five job and stuff like that. I was getting sick so, so much easier and so much more often. And it would always take a much longer time until I was able to uh, like go about my daily business again. Um, compared to now where I can do whatever I want. And I believe because it felt to me um, very like deep down it felt to me like my body was actually welcoming a resting period of not having to do the things that I wanted to do. And if the body welcomes something, I'm sure that it will happen. Um, because it will make it so. You will manifest your own issues that you like that the ego, your ego thinks you don't want those. But, you, but it's very likely that you do if you have your issues and if you actually look at uh, at many people and which kind of issues they manifest, it often has a peculiar connection to what they're struggling with anyways. <clears throat> like for instance, if you feel um, like you're never really seen, then it might be that you have some kind of, or develop some kind of eczema in your face so that the act of not being able to show yourself, not being seen, becomes even physical. There's often, often weird, which is then sometimes called psychosomatic manifestations of, um, uh, of mental, I'm not sure if I want to say mental, but like underlying beliefs, traumas and stuff like that, um, which are just too peculiar to, to ignore. Um, on the other side, um, it might be that if you have some kind of psychiatric disorder, for instance, depression, um, there are loads and loads of different kinds of nutrient deficiencies which may present exactly like depression. Just like exactly, exactly. So if you're low on vitamin B12 or vitamin D or vitamin B6 or whatever, or zinc, it may be that everyone from the outside looking at you and even the doctors might um, diagnose you as depressed but it's not a physical, uh, not a psychological issue that much at all. They might still place psychological issues in there. Usually, um, like it's always the question, in what way does uh, an imbalance or disbalance of your whole psycho-physical uh, system, in what way does it show itself? And so if there's already, um, like a, maybe a predisposition towards mental situations, then maybe it will show itself as a depression. And maybe in a different person, it shows itself in, I don't know, IBS or whatever. Um, but there's always wisdom in there. Always, always, always. And so to understand that wisdom, you need to first listen. Because if you don't listen, you can never understand it. Never ever. And 
this listening may be very unpleasant. It might feel overwhelming, scary, painful in an extent that it may feel like if you are actually listening to what your body and mind system tell you, you might decompose or um, die or explode or whatever. And this is where it's helpful to actually get some kind of person involved who can guide you through there so that you're not alone, so that you, um, so that you can learn from there experiences and their mistakes and don't have to pay the same kind of dues um, that they maybe have paid to get to their uh, insights and ideas. Let's say there is a scale between the mental and the physical where any situation, any issue that you might be facing might be in any place in between the two which is already a stretch because your mental life uh, is born from your physical um, system. I mean, you can't, couldn't have a mind without a brain, right? But let's just say that there is this scale. There will definitely be a few situations where you are all the way in the physical realm where it's almost 100% physical issues that keep you from reaching uh, happiness and your life goals and fulfillment and satisfaction. But even the ones that seem almost completely resulting from either of the two extremes of mental and physical, um, chances are that considering that there's a little bit more influence from the other side than you have um, thought so far might be incredibly helpful and even if you can't reach uh, like total balance of your psychophysical system I believe that with this work and with listening um, with empathy and gratitude and finding the balance of your psychophysical psycho, uh, system you can lead nevertheless a more healthy, happy and successful um, and satisfied life. Looking even further, your own psychophysical system isn't existing in a vacuum. Um, it can't. You always, like as a human being, you need social bonds and of course you also just need a healthy environment to live in balance with. If you can't procure healthy food because all, all nature, all your environment around you is toxic or if, um, if your social net is full of imbalanced people, then it's very hard to get to a point of balance and also keep that point of balance for yourself. And this is where listening empathically and with gratitude uh, also come in handy 
um, to connect better and help each other along within your tribe, within your social um, net. And I also believe that if we were to listen to nature and our non-human surroundings better, um, there would also be a much better outcome than with the tactics that we're so far employing. Because there's so much wisdom in the earth also and it, it tells us what it needs. We just have to listen and stop being so ego-driven for it to make sense. There is a, there's a natural, um, like a natural efficiency in there. Just like if we humans have like a humane efficiency that I'm certain of, um, there's a natural efficiency there. And it sometimes doesn't look efficient to us, to our huge forebrains and our ego. We look, we like it more orderly and more, um, time sensitive and all these things but that's not how it works this is where we can learn a huge lot from indigenous peoples which are who are much better connected to the wisdom of their surroundings does this mean now that you're to blame for whatever you're struggling with whatever your limitations are no i don't think that the question uh, for blame is actually even helpful here. What I do think is that you need to take responsibility um, for listening well. You need to take responsibility for your own psychophysical system um, and you need to hold yourself accountable for doing the best you can in listening with gratitude and empathy. And how to actually do that we um, will talk about in another episode.